All right, so where are we going today? I thought we'd head out up the Esk Valley and uh, and show you what's happened there and, uh, and perhaps get up the uh, over the Glengarry Road round towards Risington and down into the Pukitapu Dartmoor Valleys and uh, and give you a good look at uh, what's happened over there. Yeah, thanks. So, um, what do I need? Um, you know, what kind of clothes do I, do I need? I've got I've got long pants, I've got gum boots, I've got masks, I've got gloves, I've got a bit of everything. <laughs> you know, what's the essentials? Uh, yeah, gum boots. Yeah, as long as you've got gum boots, so uh, the rest can, we can get by with. Okay, all good. All right. Well, I put my gum boots on. We'll get in the car, eh? Go for it. Let's go. Kia ora, I'm Tom Kitchen, and today on the detail. I'm back in the region that was my home for nearly three years to see the aftermath of Cyclone Gabrielle. Kev Mitchell from the Rural Support Trust is about to give me a tour of some of the worst hit spots in Hawke's Bay. Whereabouts are we going? This is, I know the way, I know the main, you know, highway road, but we're going around the back roads, are we? Yeah, well, I just see they've got the road closed for the main road, so I thought we'd come up the seafield, which is what my wife and I did a few days back. And then we'll head out Hedgley out to the main road and uh, see if we can push up the East Valley that way, uh, hopefully without being stopped. <laughs> see this, um, she was up to nearly the top of the fence post down here. Is that where the water yep. went to? Yep. Wow. Came down this valley here and that valley there. Wow. Yeah, how would you describe the East Valley as it is, it is now? What? Yeah, well, it's a scene of... Uh, Devastation, really, with the, with the water and the silt. There was um, a couple of houses had been floated away, and they were hundreds of metres away from where they were meant to be. And cars rammed into houses and buildings that, that had floated. It's um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's just hard to believe the, the the power of Mother Nature when she uh, unleashes like that. Yeah. The Tuesday night um, at Eland at our old farm, they got over 400 mils um, in one night. On top of and that, on top of already saturated soils, uh, did the damage. It just everything let the hillsides let go, and um, the ground couldn't soak up any more rain, so it all ran off. So, you think this time it was just the relentless rain on top of the rain that really caused the damage? Yeah. Yeah, one intense night when we were already saturated. You'll see more diggers today than you've seen in your lifetime. <laughs> okay. Oh, Tom, what? This is your first what? view of the Esk Valley. What? <laughs> I didn't think I quite have that reaction. Um, the last time I saw this place, it was a valley full of vineyards, lush green farmland, and a pretty little village with an old church. What I'm seeing now is cakes of mud, air clogged with dust, houses and cars upturned, bowled over like they've been bombed. It's like a battle scene. It feels like it should be full of trenches, especially with the helicopters and the occasional Air Force plane passing by. Windows have been smashed. There are bright pink spray paint markings on houses to show they've been searched. And it smells really bad. It's putrid, a mix of rot and sewage which are drying in the hot summer heat. Describe what we're looking at, please, Kev. Yeah, look, there's um, mud, mud and silt. Looks like it's been a metre, metre and a half up, got into the church. This is a historic Estale church built in 1920. Um, on the outside fence, the, it, 
it's probably been closer to two. Well, it's, look, the debris up the trees. It's at least two meters high. The water's been through here. This really is ground zero. Really is ground zero, isn't it? Philip and Chris Barber run Batani Wines, Zealand Brewery, and the Conan Flower Bar in Esk Valley. You might have heard the story about the Māori boys who saved the lives of Chris and his family. I'm on the ground right where that happened, speaking to yeah, Philip. I thought Chris was, I honestly thought Chris was a goner in his family, and then these three boys on the IRB came along and said, you want some help? I said, please get after my brother, and, he, and they found him. They finally found him. Where was your brother? He was in, in that alcove. He was between the iron and the ceiling. He smashed his way through the ceiling with a um, Thomas tank engine wooden railway track smashed his way through the jib somehow he said it was unbelievably hard and he pulled the jib down and he pulled himself up you're right mate you're right you're right yeah so um, what have you been doing what, what, what's uh, everyone doing around here today well I've got a whole bunch of guys my mate Tom the builder is pitching in um, yeah and there's a whole bunch of team just turned up I and mean, what we're doing is we're fishing out the last of my wine because my wine wasn't insured so we're getting all that out of here and getting up to Pariatua and, right. and Bottolo has been helpful too. Are you yeah. going to be able to resurrect any of your, the wine or the beer? I mean what's um, your thoughts the, around the, that? The wine is, is going to be fine because it's all you know it's all sealed and stuff. So you're trying to dig out the last of the silt I mean I think so you've got <laughs> like the, the tree no, just not, went not, through not, the coat of flower. Not the last of the silt we haven't even started we're just trying to get the wine out we're going to have to need a lot of diggers in here and bobcats and then what after that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Don't know, really. I don't even know where the salt's going to go. I don't even know. We're just going to try. All I'm doing is, how I'm coping with it, is looking at little areas at a time. Like, just look, little vineyard, little area, let's do that. But yeah, it's, it's, no, it's going to be, it's overwhelming. I, I am, yeah, I am, I'm, I'm amazed at how, how we've taken the full impact of this. Do you have stuffed? Don't know, my mate Tom looked at it, he's a builder, he said, you know, you can save this house, potentially, but it's, I don't know, we, I don't think, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It looks solid, it's a solid house, it could be saved. Well, I'm so glad you and your family are safe, yeah. and look, thank you so much for, for having a chat right. there, thank mate. Um, yeah, um, yeah no. I, I want to give you a hug. Well, let's give a hug then. <laughs> Back in the car now with Kev, and heading to the small community of Brisington. Well, Rizington's been washed away, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, went right through the, the little village. What they're doing, what they've been, enterprising locals have been doing, they've been uh, making a hub at, on this side of the river, and they've got a, um, a boat. They've been ferrying across supplies and people before they could get the helicopter drops in, oh. ferrying people across the, the river, being picked up on the other side. Yeah, we're in Rizington, which is quite a way inland from Napier and Hastings and just looking at the damage to the river There was half a dozen houses on your left I can only see the roof of one How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kev, Kev Mitchell Adam, Adam. Nice Rose, yeah. This is Tom Tom's doing a bit of a, a bit of a uh, podcast on uh, oh, yeah, yeah. what's happening here Shit. Yeah. Um, I can yeah. give you guys a ride down to have a look if you want We are at the Risington Bridge, or the site of the Risington Bridge, where it was. Look across it, there's the old bridge, and we're, su- we're running supplies, ferrying supplies with a small um, jet boat. 
to the um, people that live on the other side because there's no access from this end or the other end. So Sacred Hill Bridge is gone. So this is this was where the bridge was. This is where the bridge was from here to about here. Just to describe this for our listeners, all we can see, all we can see is just some lines at the end of the old bridges. Is there's that the, with? There's the bridge there. Oh, yeah, I, I'm kind of in shock. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, it's gone. <laughs> that just got smashed oh, over there. It's been picked up off here because you see that that so that that that's abutment there is where the river's gone around behind the bridge and pushed it off its anchor here and pulled that end off as well. So it's come adrift from this end. The river's gone round the back of it, taken all its um, support out, and then. Dropped it over there. Where the hell was the road? Was that the just road? through those pot, through those gum trees there? So the vehicles used to come between those two gum trees. Um, that's the, the bridge approach, and then across to there. That's the other side. Yeah. Oh, how, how are you finding this? Uh, we're fine. We're, we've got a skull. We've just, um, but we've been working since Tuesday, um, and, and these guys have been doing this work fearing stuff across here since Tuesday. Luckily they had the boat. Someone bought themselves a, a Christmas present, I think, and it's been amazing. Now we turn down into the the, um, the Pukitapu Road that leads from Dartmoor down here in the, the waters. The riverbank breached blew the bridge up Dartmoor and the orchards and great vineyards down here look like they've had well over, a, well it's gone over the top of the fence posts here um, and I suspect it'll get deeper as we head down the valley towards Pukutapu but we can see all these orchards that, I mean there's still some apples on the trees aren't there but there's uh, many trees that are looking pretty dead and lots of apples on the ground and also silt as well, I mean that's going to cause issues. And all the water uh, and the apples, even if you get them off if you get access to get them off the, the quality apparently is, is really poor, they can't. They don't have any keeping quality. Right. Oh look at this This is the first time you've seen this too eh? Yeah That water has probably been three metres high here What are we seeing? Describe for what we're seeing Oh just yeah, forestry slash has been spilled out of the river and trees, um, poplars and orchard trees. Yeah, there's whole vine- vineyards here that are gone. We've got debris piled up probably four metres high on the side of the road here in places. So I'm starting to get goosebumps just because of the, um, the scale of the destruction. Apple orchard completely flattened. Oh. The, uh, that house is like literally half apart it's like half of it was hit in a fire or something you know it's just missing half of it and there's just slash just strewing around it and we can see like cars around here um just washed stuff on the river bank so, so there's a river the river's to the right of us isn't it yeah it's over that stop bank yeah 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 so she breached higher up and just came down here in a, in a wall of water as we leave the damaged valley, Kev reflects on what we've seen. Yeah, well, I know all these landowners, farmers here um, personally, and uh, this is this is just soul-destroying, seeing the way their farms and farm infrastructure has been wrecked. Um, it's pretty emotional stuff. Um, there's, 
often uh, one or two lifetimes of work gone in to get these farms and this up to the standard they were in, and um, yeah, in, in one 12 hour period, that yeah, they've been severely wrecked. So, I mean, what's been the most kind of devastating thing for you that you've seen? Oh, look, the emotional toll, as much as the physical toll, it's um, yeah, rural folk are pretty, pretty resilient. Uh, this is testing them to the max. Um, we'll need all the support of their friends and neighbours to. Just, and, and they are brilliant, they're already doing it. Um, there's, there's community hubs set up just to support each other because uh, um, you won't get through this alone. This, this is going to be a, r- a really long road to recovery. I mean, yeah, how can you be resilient um, in a state like this? Yeah, you, you, dig, you dig deep and you lean on your mates and, fr- and family. Um, it's... Yeah, it's amazing what you can get through, but you, as long as you've got the support to do it. I'm back on the outskirts of Napier with Newsroom's Bonnie Sumner. As we drive to some of the worst-hit areas around the city, she tells me her own story. We're actually in Miani. Uh, we pull a lot of horses graze. Um, on Tuesday, around sort of 11am, the Tutaikuri uh, flood banks, uh, stop banks burst. And the water just rushed through here. It was probably about chest high. There were 15 horses in here and four people swam them out um, to higher ground. And it just covered it covered everything. It covered way above the fence line. Uh, I came in here on Wednesday. We couldn't get through to see the horses, so we had to come the next day. Um, by then it had gone down to our waist, so we were just wading through, wading through water, just muddy, dirty water to get to try and get and rescue any of the things that we could get. Your family has some horses, you own some horses and they live here out in Miami. Yeah, yeah, this is where we graze them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah, yeah. and it stinks. The yeah. smell is unlike anything. Tell, what do you think it smells like? It's just fermented. It's fermented everything. Yeah, it's not nice. It's not a good smell. And you can see on the side of the road here the houses opposite have pulled out every single item from inside their house and it's just they're piled in great big piles. You can see back there. Uh, this guy across the road here, Gary, he, uh, he's a farmer and he lost four calves. They were just lying in the paddock the other day, or just floating. Um, but he did manage to rescue, I think, six of them. Uh, he had sheep from the neighbours floating in his backyard. I mean, it's been pretty, pretty grim for a lot of people down here. When you heard that your horses might be in trouble, like, what did you do? Oh, we were pretty upset, and my sister especially, because... Um, She's definitely the horsier person in the family. But she was, yeah, she was really... We, we tried to get through and we couldn't get through because the floodwaters were too high. We didn't have a unimog, so we couldn't get through. Um, and so we just didn't know. And because there were no comms, we couldn't text the owner. We couldn't figure out what had gone on. Um, she managed to get a message out the next day to, to let us know that they'd managed to swim them all out, which is just heroic. And then we um, got to see them because they were uh, at a nearby... Uh, paddock. Um, yeah, Bonnie, you've been here covering this you know, for, for a week now. I mean, what's what's the mood of the city? Uh, well, we've moved through the sort of first stage, I think, of being just an utter shock and devastation, and now we're really in like the mood where we just want to get everything done. We want to clean up. There's just so many volunteers. Everyone's pitching in and helping out. Um, 
no matter what it is. Uh, even the kids are getting involved, but we have to be a little bit careful about that because they're, um, they need to make sure they're wearing masks and gloves now because of the toxic silt. So it's just um, it's a mood of moving forward, cleaning up, getting it done. We're out in Awatoto, a seaside industrial suburb with a handful of houses. We're just walking through a whole lot of sludge around Awatoto. Uh, this is not nice at all. We've got to get away from the sludge. But we can even see rotten fish. Uh, oh, yuck. Oh. We meet local resident Tania Thompson. She's trying to find the sentimental things amongst the junk outside her home. Well, what's happened to your property? Uh, the whole bottom story has been condemned. Um, we went, we actually waded in through chest white water to save my cats. Did you save them? Yep, yep. Saved everybody except for the chooks. They tried to get in high ground, but didn't make it. But um, yeah, came up to just just above bench height. So anything that was on my bench got water and damage, and now the Landlord's been through, as you can see, and taken out all of the chip. Yeah. So you've still got some things that you've saved from upstairs? Well, I think we've had some looters through last night because I've got a couple of TVs missing from upstairs. So I've had to go up my safe and got um, gaming stuff out. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but what, what, you, you've just been taking everything out from here, have you? And sort of yeah. through. What are you doing yeah. today? Um, today we are trying to salvage anything that's left in the piles because yesterday we had a whole heap of people here doing amazing work for us and they just took it all out and now we've realised that there's a few things in that are important so we're looking for that stuff at the moment and waiting for hopefully the council to come to the party and bring a skip bin so we can get rid of it all. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you. It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, all the houses around Awatoto are quite bad, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, my neighbour, her place is also condemned. She hasn't even been able to get in because yeah, yeah. the mud's so thick. But yeah. this, you know, we're, we're, I have to say, well, I think we're one of the lucky ones because we're still here. People aren't. That's, can you even fathom that? Water came through and took lives away. It blows me away. Bonnie and I drive a bit further south. The other thing I'm seeing a lot of Bonnie is wood on the beaches. Uh, whether it's forestry slash uh, or not, I don't know. Don't have the expertise to tell. Um, but this is uh, pretty odd for Central Napier. Um, I mean, it's not a safe beach anyway. But just to see that, it just means something bad has happened. Yeah, I mean, it's usually, it usually has a few logs on it that have you know washed in from the sea. But this is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's just absolutely covered in wood and like you I don't know whether it's slashed whether it's actually uprooted trees from the up in the mountains but it's it's just phenomenal yeah phenomenal is the word I'm here at the Brookfields Bridge just between Napier and Hastings it goes from the Napier suburb of Miani over to Pakafai and uh, the bridge is absolutely torn apart torn to shreds. I've, I've seen bridges like this. I remember seeing one up at Tokomaru Bay uh, last year, but look, the, the extent to which all these bridges around here are destroyed like this and absolutely ripped and torn apart is 
Yeah, it's it's unfathomable. It's um, it's really hard to kind of comprehend the extent of the damage. It's um, it's all silt, but it kind of looks like a beach down there. It does look like a beach. Yeah, it looks just like sand dunes or something, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks like you know, if you didn't know any better, you might just go and you know sit in the sand and lay on the uh, the riverside. Go for a swim in the river. <laughs> still, still moving pretty fast too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, could be how does it feel for you, Tom? You, you're from here. And how does it feel to come back to this after you only left a couple of weeks ago? Oh, look, it's a, it's a real shock. I mean, it's um, in some parts you go around and it looks fine and you think, oh, what's, what's the issue? But then you see the parts that are really affected and you, you kind of see the extent of the damage. And uh, it's kind of it's numbing, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty it's, overwhelming. It's, um, yeah, it's it's painful to see some of the things, the areas you know so well, mm. and um, I, I, th- I think the biggest thing is how 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 is Hawke's Bay going to recover from this? Mm. Um, you know, uh, just talking to councillor today, they've had you know three kind of civil defence emergencies in, in Napier in the last kind of three years, you know. And this is, it's going to, in Tauraffiti even worse, you know, it's just, it's something that's going to keep happening. Um, and uh, how are they going to kind of recover and rebuild is the, I think, the big question. And also how they're going to prepare for more of this, because we can't, we, we, I mean, mentally we can't cope with this. Um, financially we can't cope with this happening and happening again. So... We've got to, you know, sit down and think pretty hard about what we're going to do to, you know, stop this from being as bad as it was this time. That's it for today. I'm Tom Kitchen. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Today's episode was engineered by William Saunders. Our producers are Sarah Robson and Bonnie Harrison. Thanks to Kev Mitchell, Phil Barber, the Rizzington locals, Bonnie Sumner and Tania Thompson for sharing their stories with us. Ma te wah.